Welcome to Your Pursuit of Happiness, the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. Let's get started. Delighted to be joined today by Claire Savage, COO of Acumetrics, and Lorraine Lyons, Senior Business Development Advisor with Acumetrics. In this special episode, we're looking at Acumetrics as a company, what it's like to work there, and to talk specifically about the exciting expansion of their sales team in their Maynooth office. This is a business we've known and worked with for some time, and I'm continually impressed with their development. It's a great Irish success story that's making a huge impact, partnering with global FS clients to help them on their risk and regulatory compliance journey. So delighted to be joined today by uh, Claire and Lorraine from Acumetrics. Thanks a million guys for coming on. Really wanted to talk to you today around Acumetrics and specifically the sales roles that we're helping you guys recruit for. So what I might ask, uh, or what I might start by doing is is asking uh, maybe Claire or Lorraine, maybe if you could give us a bit of background around Acumetrics, where the company has come from, where it's going, etc. Yeah, absolutely, Paul. I can I can give you a bit of a history of Acumetrics. So Acumetrics was founded in 2012, and at the very heart of the company, we are a software company and servicing the financial services industry. We um, the company was born out of the um, strong market need to create a single consolidated one-stop platform to provide risk monitoring and regulatory reporting services to regulated financial institutions. So the team had spent many years in, in FinTech and RegTech, although it wasn't called that then, um, developing solutions for large banks. And the core goal with Acumetrics was to move away from that historic model of providing on-premise software and to provide a true cloud solution with a single building source of data for risk and regulatory reporting for regulated financial services firms. Great. Uh, and I suppose the, the reg tech, as you mentioned yourself, it's a relatively new area. Um, it's it, obviously an awful lot of change in, in terms of the regulatory environment. Um, w- would you see that as something that'll continue or do you think we're at a stage now in terms of regulation where it's, it's stabilising a little bit? Well, uh, it's an interesting question. The feedback from the firms themselves, and you know, we're a technology enabler, but the feedback from the firms themselves is that after there's been a full decade of reform, and it's been pretty onerous for these firms, but now there's a slight pause in the amount of regulations which are coming down the line, and what you'll see the firms focusing on now is optimization of these reg tech solutions. So anyone who put in tactical solutions over the last 10 years is now looking to be more strategic. So they're they're pausing to catch their breath and they're definitely optimizing what they have and consolidating. But I mean, reg tech's here to stay for sure, but just the onslaught of new regulations is, is somewhat slowing down. Sure. And in terms of the tactical and strategic solutions, um, my understanding of, of what you guys do is, is that you very much fit into the strategic side of things. So something that the clients like is, is that you provide, a, I suppose, a, a very holistic approach to, to regulation and risk. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we are, we, we're somewhat unique in that we are double regulated ourselves. We are regulated in Europe under ESMA and we can passport throughout Europe. And due to... Um, Brexit, when, once the UK leaves the EU, we've also been authorised now by the FCA in the UK 
So very much a strategic partnership in that, one, we understand uh, effectively what it's like and what's required to operate as a, as a regulated firm. But second is that we became regulated so that we could offer all risk monitoring and reporting services to our clients, including those ones which um, require you to have a regulation status for, such as MIFID II transaction reporting. So it was to ensure we had that breadth and that we could provide a, a service, an automated service across all regulations and markets, but there weren't any jurisdictions or boundaries to our software. Sure. And on that, in terms of jurisdictions, um, what, what kind of clients do you serve? You, you mentioned banks already. Um, and where are your clients based? Oh, everywhere. Um, so as far west as we have clients in the west coast of the United States, we have a number of very large U.S. financial institutions, indeed two of the, the top world's largest fund administrators are clients of Acumetrics. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we have a very solid European base, given our, our HQ is in Europe and a lot of our early clients were based in Europe. So um, we're also working now with a number of clients starting to look at um, Asian regulations coming out of MAS or Singapore or Japan. So we're um, we have a truly global client base, and the majority of those clients are in Europe and the US at present. Great. Um, it's one thing I've always loved about Acumetrics is that it's it's an Irish company at the core that's really servicing a, a global client base. I think it's it's a, it's it's a great story and one one that we love anyway. Um, in terms of the the business, um, can you give us a bit of insight into the the culture and what it's like to work with Acumetrics? Yeah, and maybe it might be nice to ask, I might hand this over to Lorraine, sure. as um, Lorraine joined the Acumetrics team, and she's one of our early employees who's really grown with the company. And, I mean, Lorraine's here three years now, so maybe, Lorraine, it might be a good one for you to comment on the culture. Great. Thanks, Claire. So, absolutely drawn to the culture of Acumetrics, and I suppose what enticed me to interview from the outset with Acumetrics um, is the fact of its product um, and what they were doing in market and what they were building for the financial services ecosystem and what I mostly do actually enjoy about working for the company is the, the company culture. So both the team spirit and the company values are aligned where everyone has the same vision and are working towards the same mission. To give you an example of that, recently we ran internally a company stand-up where every member of the team across all of the different functions from technology to our clients, to our engineering, our sales, our company, uh, customer success, and our regulatory reporting team talked about their role, their mission, their vision, and their values at Acumetrics. And then that was really valuable to hear from all of the functions um, to reinforce that we're all traveling in the same direction. And it really does show the team culture and camaraderie, um, and that, that's pretty evident. Great. And our core company values are um, um, customer happiness, trust, ownership, and professionalism. Uh, and in terms of, of customer happiness, I suppose happy happy people working with Acumetrics means probably happy customers because they're, they're bought in and everything. Um, but in terms of the other ones you mentioned, uh, I think, you know, really important around trust in particular um, for, for companies like yourselves that are growing and um, that you get good people on board who you can trust and 
um, you know, are able to kind of take responsibility and comfortable taking responsibility, etc. Is that kind of one of the the ones that you'd see yourselves as being particularly important? So important, and indeed, that's why a number of members on our customer success team have come from as a, uh, financial institutions very yeah. similar to our customers, as opposed to all being from software firms. So we have a blended team, which um, which merges industry experience, funds domain experience, and they've worked in some of the largest financial institutions in the world, along with software engineers. So it was very important that we had that embedded knowledge within the team. Mm, great. Um, in terms of the sales roles, um, so I know you're looking for people with uh, you know, native or, or um, fluent uh, French and, and English as well. Uh, can you give us an idea of where they fit then within the team? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're a very flat structure in Acumetrics and the sales team. So um, they, they would they would sit working alongside Lorraine and her colleagues. So we have sales team members both in Dublin and in London. Yeah. And um, the sales team are very much actively supported by the customer success team who have the deep embedded knowledge. So we are um, we're not a big organization with with you know multiple tiers of hierarchies. It's a small team currently based in, as I said, in Dublin and London, but with a view to expanding throughout Europe now with the opening of our French office. Great. And uh, why have these roles come available now? Um, well, up until now, we've been largely driven by um, our core sales team members, and, and Lorraine is, is, is not our highest performing salesperson um, this year. But we're very conscious that in order to expand to new markets, we need to bring people with new language skills. We also need to bring more people in so that um, a lot of the strategic relationships and the pipeline opportunities that we have can be fully supported. So we're finding we're in a fortunate situation where we're getting a lot of referrals from existing clients. Um, but we also we're also very conscious that we also need to further develop the markets that we're going into. So. The opportunity has come, one, because there's so much opportunity in existing markets, but also we want to develop into new markets. Great. And clearly you're seeing demand for, for what you guys offer. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Uh, and in terms of these roles, what, what does success look like for someone joining Acumetrics in, in a sales role? I might hand you over to Lorraine on, on that one, because Lorraine has, has been very successful in Acumetrics. Mm. Yeah, and I suppose as Claire mentioned from the outset, I'm with the firm three years now and initially I came on board as a sales development representative solely focused on outbound prospecting. Um, and what's really important for all SDRs or sales reps is not just sending you know, the best emails and generating leads and making the calls. That's also a number of other ways that you can do that. So. There's great support structure within the team here at Acumetrics where you do have great access to leadership um, and also ability to have a technical coach to learn about the regulations and the products that we sell here at Acumetrics. And that's really the number one is knowing your products when you're going out to market um, and having the support of the team, yeah. which is great. It's it's um it's something we we see ourselves as well um but I'd imagine having that that kind of um you know being based in in Maynooth and having everyone around you and you talked about the stand up earlier on where you know the quants and the developers and everyone else are kind of talking about how they contribute and everything it must be great 
as someone in frontline sales to have those resources directly beside you or you know across the hall rather than in a different building or a different country it absolutely is and i think it strengthens um the team mm. um to be closely aligned with the culture of the organization um so you understand really where you're aligned going out to market and how you give across those key business messages and the company values that claire mentioned earlier um so it, it's very important absolutely and in terms of the uh, the, the service or, or the product that you guys are selling, is it a long sales cycle or, or what does that look like? So typically, depending on the customer, I mean, we're quite um, quite a number of customers that use AQ metrics from asset service providers to asset managers to the larger hedge funds. And typically, depending on the, the customer, where they're at in the sales cycle, um, and the buying process, I mean, it can, it can vary. Sure. Yeah, we've had some customers, um, particularly where there are referrals, and we're very fortunate to have clients who are very, all of our clients who are very happy to provide references for us. So if we receive a referral from one of our existing customers, the sales cycle can be as short as, um, you know, one or two short phone calls. And some of the smaller hedge funds, again, can be closed that quickly. Um, Lorraine is very adept at closing this very quickly. Where you're dealing with one of the world's largest banks and you need to go through their third-party procurement phase, um, that can take a bit longer, as you would, you would expect. But we've been equally successful in navigating those RFP processes and their third-party risk management processes. Sure. So real, real kind of blend depending on the client and, and where, as you said, where they're at in, in their own sales cycle and, and decision making. Um, it, yeah, we're we're fortunate. I think it's worth saying we're fortunate. We're not just selling to large enterprises. Mm-hmm. So while large enterprises are target um, sales opportunities for AQ metrics, we are selling to both large enterprises and direct to the asset managers themselves. Sure. So what what does all of that mean then in terms of what you're looking for? In, in someone applying for these roles? So I think from a sales development point of view, it's probably the most important department in sales. Um, the reason being is because better qualified leads lead to you know better value um, and uh, movement through through the, the sales pipeline. Um, so hiring you know, great SDRs have the ability to grow within the company and also move then towards other roles. Great. Yeah, and it's the ability to take ownership as well of the end-to-end sales process. So as Lorraine said, we don't have a very formal separate inside sales structure where one, one group is generating leads and the other group is closing leads. For this level and for this role, we'd like to see candidates who can take ownership for the end-to-end life cycle so that can generate leads can um, can effectively inform those leads of the value of AQ metrics, can take them through um, the sales life cycle, and we have a fully, this fully documented in the sales playbook, and can, with support, naturally, at the beginning, can close those leads. Great. Absolutely, Karen. I think being coachable um, and having curiosity for the market uh, and a passion for the product and the sales itself is really important. Great. So f- full cycle sales role and, and sounds like there's tons of support there in a really kind of collaborative environment to work within. Yeah, it is. And I mean, ownership is very 
close to our hearts and it's part of our, you know, one of our, as I mentioned at the start, one of our uh, company values is that people are are actively encouraged to take ownership mm. and to drive things themselves. And we are here to support them and to provide what they need uh, along the way. And as their needs change, as they grow in the role. So what we don't want people to feel is that they're restricted or that they that they don't have an opportunity to develop. We're very happy for people to take ownership. And you need a certain amount of resilience sure. um, to come and work with a scaling company like this. But I think, um, you know, the benefits that you get from being able to take ownership um, of your opportunities then, you know, leads to, I suppose, um, greater success for the company and for the individuals. Yeah, and I suppose it's probably in in a company of your size and, and growing and everything, it's probably very easy to see how, you know, a, a client win or, or something like that does contribute very tangibly to the business. Oh, it does. And we celebrate every every win. Mm. And some weeks uh, we've had a very strong Q1 where we've had multiple wins every week mm. and different sizes of contracts, but each customer um, we take a very personalized approach and we make sure they're onboarded very quickly and up and running and we make it very, very seamless and straightforward. But every customer is celebrated. Great. Um, sounds very close to what we do, actually. So I think that's why we like working with AQ Metrics. Um, well, look, guys, thanks a million for your time again. Uh, as I said, really appreciate us and looking forward to working with you on these roles. Great. Thank, Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. If you or anyone you know are interested in joining AQ Metrics, please contact Top Tier Recruitment today on 0035315649602 or email us on our dedicated AQ Metrics email address, aqm at ttormail.com, where you can find out more information. Thanks for joining us today on Your Pursuit of Happiness, the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. For show notes and other goodies, go to www.toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. That's toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and feel free to rate and review the show. We appreciate your support. See you next time.